everybody. Welcome back to another podcast of No Regrets Marriage. I'm your host, Johnny Morton. And I'm Carla. And we are just really glad that you've taken time out of your week to spend at least a few minutes with us. It's getting cooler here, finally, after what's been sort of a hot summer, as we move into our fall season. And it's really made me think about what we're going to be talking about over the next several weeks as we do a series of podcasts on the seasons of marriage. Now, if you live where I live in Macon, Georgia, it is uh, we get about three seasons. We don't really get the uh, the real, real cold winter at all. I guess they do call it winter, but... It's not really. Yeah. Uh, for, for Carla, if it doesn't have snow, it's not winter. True. She is a snow lover. So as we get ready to talk about the seasons of marriage, uh, real quick, just sort of want to explain the way that we talk about it and do it. Some people I've heard before, they talk about that when you first get married, that's the spring, and then you got all your child-rearing years, and that's your summertime. You have, sort of as your kids get older, and the empty nesting, and you sort of move into that fall season, and then winter, sort of that end of life. But that's not really the way we see seasons. Carla, explain what we see seasons as. Well, we see seasons as cycles that probably most couples move through. Now, what's sort of interesting, and we're going to talk about each one of the seasons over the next couple of podcasts, but it's the idea that they don't have to follow the way they would in nature. So spring doesn't always fall father. Summer, I got it backwards. Okay. Summer doesn't always follow spring and then fall and then winter. But we're going to talk about the fact that each season is unique. There are pluses in most of them. There can be challenges in most of them. But we're really going to talk about why we want to try to have our marriages stay in certain seasons as opposed to not staying and being aware of the seasons that are really hard. Yeah, so as we talk through each season, we'll talk about, hey, what are some of the characteristics of that season? What are the emotions that often come with the season? Uh, The other we talk about as far as the actions or behaviors that you often see during that time. And then along the way, we'll talk about tools on or how to make the most of that season, or if you get into either the fall or winter time, boy, how can you move out of there in a healthy way that doesn't really hurt your marriage? True. And the other thing we sort of think is true for probably most couples is that they may experience multiple times through a long marriage of moving in and out of different seasons. So it's not, it should not be a surprise And as you said, what you want to try to do is be aware of it, know what are the tools and things to do to stay in the seasons that are healthy and good, and then how do you work your way out of a season that's really difficult? And I think another thing to say before we sort of get into our first season of spring is that you may not always be in the same season as your spouse, but that sort of ultimately in a, uh, I guess, a harder season than that sometimes will actually pull the relationship into that season with them. True. It's probably like in any kind of thing where if one of you is struggling in a particular thing in your life, that 
ultimately, even if it's not you and it's not your issue or your problem, it impacts both of you. And so probably the same way with the season, if one of you is seeing the marriage in more of a negative kind of way, that very likely kind of pulls you both toward that harder, colder season. Yeah, and it's almost like a couple of weeks ago, we had sort of our anniversary special that, you know, we talked about that principle of oneness. And oneness is this wonderful thing that God creates in a marriage. But part of it is what impacts your spouse is going to impact you. Yeah, I mean. And, and there's no escaping that. No, there really isn't. And there are obviously some things in our marriage that one of us feels stronger than the other based on what it is. Like if I lose my mom, my sister, you know, then I'm probably going to feel the pain in a different kind of way than you are, even though you know and love them just because of the difference in the relationship. But you'll still be impacted by my grief and my pain. Right. So it's not like you would normally have one person in, say, a really good season, let's say the springtime, and the other person, as we'll talk later, is in the winter. Usually you don't find that in a relationship. That, yeah, that, that extreme not that kind of, of combination. Yeah. All right. So let's just start off with spring. It's so wonderful. how would you describe it? Well, spring is exciting. It's new for most people, not not me, because I love the it's winter. It's fun. It's, well, what I was going to say is most people so look forward to the spring. You know, the winter's over, whatever that looks like for you. Certainly, if you live in a place that's really cold and snowy, then the first signs that it's warming up, that flowers are starting to come out, that there's some new buds, new life. You can see it all around you. We live in a part of the country that our spring is really beautiful, and there's a newness to it. There's an excitement. Your mindset is just really positive. It's energizing. Yeah, and so I know we said that we're not talking about seasons like spring being those early years of marriage, but I think, boy, those early years, especially you're getting married, you're moving into that new newlywed stage, a lot of the characteristics of that are characteristics of spring period throughout oh, yeah. your life. True. And when you think about it, if you think back to before you got married, your engagement period, or maybe right early into your marriage, and you think about the anticipation of the wedding, of planning for things, where are you going to live? Are you going to move somewhere? You're going to get a new, you know, are you both living different places? And so now you're going to decide where are we going to live together? And what does that look like? Do we make job changes? Do we, you know, all kind of newness and excitement as you start your life together? So really, we think obviously when newlyweds, but anytime there is change, there's newness, there's hey, new babies, new children, yeah. new job, moving, new opportunities, all of those can really create that springtime in the relationship is you're adjusting and dealing with all these new things. And usually we're talking about things that people look at as pretty good and positive. Yeah, yeah exciting. Yeah. Not, not, not a hard, I mean, some of those can still be hard, but I think about the idea of an empty nester. And we, one of the things we talk to couples about a lot is the idea that one of the challenges in marriage is that if God gives you children is that you're really mindful that you don't let it become a total child-centered marriage. Because then the danger is, all of a sudden, those children grow up and they leave home. And you look at one another like, hello? 
You know, yeah, who are like, you? Yeah, who are you who, rooming with somebody else here? Yeah, exactly. And so, but so the empty nester period or when they leave, the last one leaves to go to college or go off on their own, it really can be a spring in your marriage if you've done some good jobs in preparing it. But for a lot of couples, it might not be a spring, but it's an opportunity. So you're older, you've been married longer, but you can be in a spring. Yeah, you talk about that empty nester time. It just it makes me think of that commercial where the the young guy, he's going off to college and he's thinking, poor mom and dad all at home alone without me. And as soon as he's gone, man, they're out having the time of their <laughs> lives. They're enjoying this springtime in their relationship. And it really can be. Certainly it's an adjustment when your children leave home, for sure. But it's it can be an awesome opportunity to move you into a spring season again. Yeah, it, uh, we're a perfect example of that because it was hard when Cole went off to college, but those years have been really some of the best years of our marriage. And a lot of it was is there was this newness and a planning and looking to see what were we going to be about and really creating the new vision for us. Yeah, that's true. And so anyway, so spring is the emotions, as you said, are... It's positive, it's it's exciting, it's a happiness, it's a looking forward to it. So a lot of real positive emotions usually go with the spring season. Yeah, and even I guess you would say in that mindset, it's just you're optimistic, you're hopeful. And there's a there's a sort of a, a great trust in, in one another, because you think about it, if you are likening this to when we first get married, I mean, most people marry someone they trust. And there's an excitement there to build and have this connection. So this is a that season really, that mindset is a, a trustworthiness and a trusting of the other person. Yeah, and I think one more thing I'd add there, it's really a time I think teamwork is really a great idea. I think it's that idea of the things that you're doing and planning and moving towards, you're doing it together as a team, as a husband and a wife. Yeah, and again, that could be, Sometimes the first thing you did as a couple was plan the wedding, right? And for some couples, that's like the first thing they do together as they plan for the event of their marriage, and then they start planning what they think their lives are going to look like and be about. And the same thing can be true in other seasons where you navigate to a new place or a new start. And so spring is actually something I think is one of the funnest and most exciting times in a marriage. It can happen at any stage. Yes. It's not, you know, you can be married, can be newlyweds, can be five years, 10 years, in our case, 35 years. And it is just that hopefulness, hey, God is doing something new here. And you start to dream about what that's going to be. What about as far as behaviors and actions that sort of characterize springtime? Well, again, you think of spring as the idea of planning, preparing. So if you're thinking of it in the idea of a garden, obviously you plan. What do we want? What do we want to plant here? You know, do I want a vegetable garden? Do I want a rock garden? Do I want flowers? I mean, what do I want? Yeah, and I'll throw in something here as you think about that. That planning stage, springtime is a great time to really reassess, hey, where are we going as a couple? Yes. You know, we talk about it like vision casting and, and sort of making that decision. Man, we've got this new chance, this new start, whether it's being new parents, new job, new place, just a new time of life. Man, is it a great time to start thinking, hey, this is where we are. Man, where do we want to be in a year, 
two, three, four, five years down the line. And that all of that planning can go into that in that part of your relationship. So you've got, so you make a plan. So you, like I said, you decide what you want to plant. So you're planning, um, you're doing the work of, if you think about tilling or getting the ground ready. And so you're doing a lot of that preparation, I guess you'd say. And there's an excitement to what you are, you know, putting there and the, the work you're doing as you prepare. Yeah, so it's sort of very much a sewing season. Yes, it's, it's a lot of sewing. And again, we, we said the mindset is very positive. You're very optimistic. You're looking toward what you're planning together. And, and so when I think about that, and let's stick with our gardening, you know, one of the things we want to do, and we've done it before, is, you know, when you put down in, in the south, you use pine straw because we've got pine trees everywhere. Other places use other kind of mulch. But a lot of times you're going to put down a weed barrier. Why? Because you don't want the weeds coming up in the summer because, you know, that's just going to be more work for you. And so a lot of the spring is preparing to prevent problems and issues from coming up later. For other How do you do yeah. that in a marriage, though? Well, I think in a marriage, there's a couple of things you do. You early on, and this, again, can be early, truly in the sense of chronologically, like when you start out or when you come to this realization or you decide to you need a reset button and so you say you know we're not where we want to be as a couple but we want to move in the right directions so you lay the foundations for some things like really good consistent communication you talk about that you put in place tools that talk about daily communication things like you know, what was the high of your day and what was the low of your day? You talk about taking just two or three minutes to do those things. You talk about the weekly kind of connections, and that may go back to the five questions. And that's on another podcast where we talked about, hey, those are five questions that are basically pretty straightforward and simple, but are so powerful if you would incorporate that every single week in your marriage. You look at things like date night. You keep the romance that you started. You don't let the things go that when you were, ch- well, like when you were chasing me, like when you were trying to get I me. I thought you were chasing me. No, 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 no. Um, but you were chasing me. And, but I don't it, remember that. But it was, it was awesome, the things that you did. And we love that. And we want the chase, the pursuit. Like you got me but you keep pursuing me to win me over and over and over. And so you lay down really strong, good foundations early on, or you put them in place when you realize, ooh, we've not been really making a strong foundation here, and we want to so that we can stay in springtime. Yeah, and I I think as you're talking about that, one of the things that hit me is sort of those things you almost naturally do when you first get married— you know, you're spending time talking and oh, you do you all that sharing and you together. do those things. But here's the reality. A lot of times it's those other stages that can still be springtime. You're having kids, you're changing, you know, just change of situation or anything. Mom's coming to live with you. Who knows what it might be. <laughs> but it's really important there to emphasize, and I guess we use this word intentional all the time, Man, just making sure that you're being intentional about those things that keep that marriage a priority. Hey, whatever stage of life you are, that spring season is a great time to build those things to be intentional to carry on in the other seasons. 
Absolutely. Um, so if you were going to say, you know, obviously it's exciting, it's new, it's different, you're planning, but you're obviously not going to stay in spring forever. I mean, eventually you want to enjoy the fruits of your labors that you did in spring, and that's going to carry you into summer in the other season. That's going to be next time. So what are some other things when you think about spring that would be really important for a couple, whether they be young and establishing really good habits, or if they're in another stage of life and they need to really maybe restart or renew some other habits, what about a couple of tools that people could use in this time? Well, I think one thing is what you mentioned earlier, the idea of first determining like what season you're in. That's the first thing. And we'll we'll talk about that. Um, I don't know which one we want to talk about that on. But anyway, give you an idea of how to do that, sort of how to evaluate yeah, what some questions season. you can really yeah. sort of ask. Well, and we may do that once we've gone through them, and then you can really look at the questions and say, okay, where do I think we are as a couple? So depending on what that answer is, and if, are you already in a spring? Do you want to stay in a spring? Or are you in another season and you'd like to move toward a spring season again in your marriage. But one of the things we talk about is the idea of couples having that vision, that, you know, casting a vision for what you want your marriage to be about. And when you think about couples starting out, in some ways they kind of do that. You know what I mean? I mean, like they say, we want to be city people. We want to have these kind of jobs. We want to do this with our this life. kind of house. We'll yeah. plan on kids, having them at a certain time. Yes, all those or, kind of or they say, no, we want to be people that don't. We want to be more simplistic, and we don't want to be tied down to a lot of stuff. And we may not even want to buy a home. We may want to rent because, you know what, we may decide we want to move to another country. I mean, so it can be anything, but it's the idea of what is your shared vision of what you want your marriage to be, what do you want it to be characterized by? What are your passions and goals together? Yeah, I think what a great thing. If you're hearing this and you're thinking, man, that's something we need to do, then what I pray to do is, hey, you can go to our website, noregrets.org, and you, if you would email us through that, then we will be happy to send you some of the tools that we use to help people really build a vision for their relationship. And it's really cool because a lot of times it it just even allows a lot of good dialogue to say, where are we? What season are we in? You know, and how do we stay in spring? And one of the things we think is, is that as couples have a vision for what they want their marriage to be about, it helps drive some of those decisions. Because if you want to have a marriage that's you know, exemplified by whatever your characteristic or trait you're talking about is, then it helps you say, do we want to go in this direction or not? Is this something we can say yes to, or is this a no? Because it really doesn't fit with what we want to be. Yeah. And I I think one last thing as we sort of wrap up our first one talking about spring is I think sometimes it's easy to get the idea that, hey, in springtime, everything's always wonderful. Everything's great. There are no problems. But we know we live in a place where, hey, you get get a lot of pollen. We get rainstorms. Sometimes we have tornadoes in the springtime. So it doesn't mean there's not problems. It just means in the relationship standpoint, and that's really what this season is all about, man, it is a place that is a really healthy time that couples have good communication. 
they were able to deal with those issues in a healthy way, and it's not something that may send them into a tailspin that it might in other seasons. Another thing, as you said, just real quick, talking about dealing with things as they come up, that's another characteristic that you find with couples that are in a spring season, is it doesn't mean you don't have conflict. It doesn't mean you don't have fusses. It doesn't mean they're disagreements and things like that but you deal with them as they come up. And so you're not letting anything fester. You're not letting it build up. And so therefore you're not hitting some really dry patches because you're just dealing with it as it happens. You're using healthy ways. All right. Well, let's sort of wrap up spring and then next week we'll get into summertime. Um, I think if I would say sort of one last thing about spring, I think it's really a lot about choices that you're making. And, you know, often it's said that, you know, what we end up reaping in the fall or in the summer, the results in our lives, it's always because of the choices that we make. And one of the real key things about spring, I think, is really learning to make godly, wise choices. And, man, that means it is so important during those spring times to really be in prayer and really be in the word together because that's where we get the wisdom to make the right choices for what the next days and years are going to be for our lives. Absolutely. All right, Jean. Um, you want to say good night? Good night. Or goodbye? Goodbye. Either one, one way or the other? Yep. All right. There's no regrets. Keep on forging. <laughs>